Hey yo, what is up Foley fam? We are back with a very special episode of the Chick Foley Show this week. Going to be capping off a, uh, a week of looking back at the, the life and legacy of the legendary Scott Hall. Uh, before we get into all that, let's introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Um, besides the fact that we went from having three months to move, now having three weeks, I, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, a little overwhelmed, but that's uh, taking a break to talk wrestling with you guys to kind of calm my anxiety and you know take a take a break from my task list. But uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's talk some wrestling. Yeah, it is uh, March 21st as we record this, and we are moving to we're, we're moving out of our house we have now, uh, kind of like the week of April 11th mm-hmm. and then moving to Tennessee shortly after. So it's going to be crazy. We're going to try to still do the best we can to bring you guys all the content that you deserve and that, you know, we want to produce for WrestleMania season because it's yeah. definitely one of the, the best times of the year. It's uh, just been, it's just been crazy fan. over here. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so um, let's Marco, what's going on with you up North, man? Nothing much. Just, uh, just, you know, like I said, it, even when we were talking before this, you know, she was like, you know, we're moving in a couple of weeks. I was like, damn, that, that creeped up fast. But you know what else is yeah. creeping up too? SummerSlam. You know, what's, you know what yeah. SummerSlam is? In your neck of the woods. Yeah. So uh, That's right. I think we're all traveling down there at some point and, uh, yeah. and all yeah. hooking up and uh, making yeah. it happen. So. Yeah, we've been. Uh, I've been checking to see. What, still no info on when tickets are going on sale, but we definitely want to get as many of the Foley fan members as possible uh, coming up to Nashville because SummerSlam almost always delivers. And either way, it's going to be a ton of fun. Nashville is a really cool city. It stands. Yeah, it stands <laughs> and it delivers. Uh, Jordan, what's up out in Omaha, man? Uh, I know you guys hate talking about weather, but man, spring has sprung, and <laughs> that's a sheen of water. Really yeah, I, I don't care. It, it's starting to get warm, and it's it's just it, it reminds me of good things are ahead. Uh, yeah, summer slam is on the horizon, and that's going to be really fun. And I love it. I I think it's so funny and so telling, and we're definitely going to get into this in a little bit. But it's so telling that all of you guys, like Marco, was like, you know what else is coming up, and then you're like, oh, guess what else is around the corner? Summer slam, summer slam. Nobody has mentioned that mania is in two weeks. I mean, nobody has even like that isn't even peeped out of either of your mouths. You're like, let's look ahead to summer slam. I mean, you know, yeah. you- I mean we're, we're going to dedicate uh, the whole second half of this episode to mania. But yeah, it's uh, I, I'm not feeling the magic yet this year. What about you, Jordan? Mm. No, not at all. Well, half the reason I'm so excited for SummerSlam is, I mean, we're all going to be there, first of all. So exactly. the first time we get to do a live in-person show, we'll just record it on our cell phones and upload it on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get I'll get drunk and just start yelling Brie mode in a true <laughs> WrestleMania weekend There's fashion. That wing place. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good times. Yeah. Stay Gina, tuned. Remind the listeners that they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco Run in the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join all the fun with all of our Foley fan members at ChickFoleyShow.com. You can follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren, the Extra Cooler Show, the Turnbuckle Tavern, Coming Down the Aisle podcast, all on at Pod Foundation and stay up to date with everything that our uh, our fellow uh, podcast brothers have going on. Yeah, so if we don't uh, scratch the the Scott Hall itch for you on this episode, definitely go back because I think everybody kind of yeah. put their own spin on a little bit of tribute to Scott Hall this week, and it was all really good stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's really good to listen to and, and reflect on on a true legend in the game. Uh, before we get into it, we want to remind you guys to support our presenting sponsors, Chalkline and Ringside Collectibles. Use code PF10 to save 10% at Chalkline. They just dropped a teaser for some sweet WrestleMania 6 shorts coming up soon. And use code Chick-Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases at Ringside Collectibles. You guys ready to talk some Scott Hall? 
Yes. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> so I'll start. Uh, I, it was a m- memory that's basically burnt into my brain at this point. It was Sunday morning. I was sitting on the couch. We just started up uh, a movie with the kids, and I was kind of just mindlessly scrolling on uh, on Reddit Squared Circle, and I was looking at the new post. So I think I found out like pretty soon after the news broke because it was like the second or third newest post on Reddit when I saw it. Um, that, you know, Scott Hall had, you know, multiple heart attacks, following hip surgery. And if you know anything about that dude, you know, he had a rough patch there from about 2004 till about, you know, 2011, 2012. It was yeah. not, uh, good times for Scott Hall. Like he, it was some hard living. So, and he had previous like, uh, heart troubles and stuff, you know, yeah. so it wasn't, wasn't new. Yeah, so my mind immediately went to a negative place, and then uh, the next morning we woke up to that just heart wrenching uh, update posted by Kevin Nash saying yeah. that basically you know it's just a matter of when, not if. So um, it hurt. It hurt bad for me, man. Scott Hall is definitely one of my top five or six favorite wrestlers ever, whether it's Razor or Scott Hall. I think he's just one of the coolest, man. Um, Jordan, what was some of your kind of initial reactions when you saw this news break? So that was the morning after we went to the Morgan Wallen concert and I was really hung over and I just saw a text from you that said, bro. And I was like, usually that either means something good happened or something really bad happened. <laughs> this was definitely a case. Of, yeah. That's, that's my big setup move. Yeah. He doesn't ever just like drop the news. It's always bro. And like, oh, I know. That, that always means I know either something really good happened or something bad. <laughs> uh, so waking up to that after you're hung over is pretty crushing. I mean, um, yeah, like Seth said, like, dude, Razor, I mean, he just, that was a lot of childhood memories for us. So it, it just sucks when you lose these kind of guys. So I just think the saddest thing is that I think a lot of people thought that, like, you know, he made it through a really rough patch in his life. And I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have been as surprised if something would have happened. This is really, it sounds bad to say, but like if several years ago, if something had happened in this headline had been, you know, the same, like, you know, Scott Hall passed away, it would have been super unfortunate, but he was doing some rough living. But the thing that really got me is like, he got his life back together. You know, he was, he was doing better and you know, all that he did all the work to try to like come back around. And then, you know, something like this happens and that just really sucks, you know? Yeah, it hurts. I'm I'm really glad that we had a chance to meet him. At, yeah, uh, he was so he was so nice. And yeah, so cool at uh, WrestleCon down in Orlando for Mania 33. Yeah, really personable and like he just talked to us like we were his friends, like yeah. we had known him forever. You know. Yeah, very cool guy. Uh, Marco, what about you, man? You big Scott Hall fan? Oh, of course. I mean, um, I was actually on the. We talked about obviously, like you said, everyone pretty much on the uh, Pod Foundation did like a like a Razor slash Scott Hall. Like uh, show, I think we dedicated pretty much a whole uh, raw down episode to to uh, to Scott Hall, and uh, we you know we went down like his you know his career and and his influences and stuff like that. And like if you like if you've seen all the posts and stuff like the past, like when he passed, like literally everybody, like every obviously every news outlet, every and anybody that like watched wrestling back back in the uh, the golden era, um, and, and seeing him, he was an influence. I mean, across the board, like. Especially like if you if you listen to hip hop music, you know Razor. He's he's definitely an influence there. There's that iconic uh, picture of Drake wearing that all over print um, shirt. Mm-hmm. That's in machismo. That's like thousands of dollars now if you try to buy it on eBay. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just like I think everywhere, I think it seemed like uh, there's like podcasts, you know, covering it, and you know that that didn't have nothing to do with wrestling at all. Like um, 
It just shows what a cultural presence he was. I think, you know, he was just one of the really first like super cool heels. And I think it just, it just resonated with a lot of people. And I mean, and he was so good too. I think that was just, he wasn't just cool. He He was, was, you know, very talented in the ring. He could go. um, Yeah. Yeah. He was the, uh, I think he was the first, I mean, I'm not sure if he was the first bad guy that people like, but he, he, I think he, for me, for recent memory, he was the first one to like make it like, cool to like a bad guy like you weren't supposed to like him he was a heel but but there was some, yeah. something about him that like like you know just that just gravitated towards that you're like this guy's he just this wasn't, guy's pretty he awesome he wasn't just big and menacing yeah. you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of times like wwe heels specifically they're like they're like these big menacing like lumbering monsters yeah. you know um but uh he was not like that he was just i mean he was just yeah, the cool. chains, talking about yeah. being a uh talking about being a heel that gets babyface reaction uh jake roberts got it back in the 80s and yep. then rick flair Always got it from time to time as well. But when they went babyface, they basically changed their characters. Like Jake Roberts, I mean, he was still kind of like dark and mysterious, but he was he was much different as a babyface and a heel. And same thing with Ric Flair. Ric Flair was like a completely different character whenever he was a babyface. Just stopped all the cheating and became like a, you know, a never say die kind of yeah. underdog babyface. Think about going against Vader at Starcade 93. When Razor turned face, he was pretty much the same character. Like he really didn't change at all. You know, I think that was what was really different about him. And I think another thing that kind of benefited him, you know, I think he's definitely the best wrestler to never be world champ anywhere. And I think that kind of helped him out. He was always in that sweet spot of never being like the guy at any company. And I think that's why all the fans like universally love him. He was never, he was never over pushed. He was like baby bears mm-hmm. porridge. It was always just right. Cause think about it. I can never remember anybody saying like, Oh, I can't stand Razor Ramon or I can't stand Scott Hall. There's people that hate Brett. There's mm-hmm. people that hate Shawn Michaels. There's people that hate Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior, Ric Flair, pretty much any of the top guys. You can find people that hate them. I don't think I've ever heard anybody be like, man, I can't stand Razor Ramon or I can't stand Scott Hall. And that's yeah, really right. unique in the world of wrestling fans. For sure. Um, what do you guys think was his best moment ever? Uh, Sheena, we'll start with you. Best moment ever. I mean, WrestleMania uh, 10 was a pretty, pretty freaking epic moment. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that was like kind of like uh, Apex Mountain for, uh, well, I don't know, because he did some pretty significant things in wrestling after that. But uh, I feel like as far as just like in ring, uh, in ring stuff, WrestleMania 10 is definitely the Apex Mountain. For yeah, definitely Razor. his uh, best match for sure. Uh, Marco, what about you? Um, I mean, for a moment, for me, it's always, it, it always has to be, uh, uh, Monday Nitro, him walking through the crowd and you know hopping in the ring as Scott Hall, not as Razor Ramon, and just uttering those famous words, "You know who I am, but you know why I'm here." And I like that pretty much kicked off like like a revel, pretty much a wrestling revolution. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I credit him with like pretty much like the start of changing uh, what we know now as you know professional wrestling and sports entertainment. That was like he was he was the reason why. Uh, all this stuff is happening when people leave WWE or leave AEW. He, he's the reason why all these clauses are in place. Like these 90 day, no compete clauses and all these different things that are happening. It's legit when he, when he stepped out of WWF and went into WCW. So he kind of like kickstarted yeah. like literally everything that's happening now. Um, and I mean, I think I honestly, you know, when you look back on the legacy, I think that's more significant than even if he had been a, you know, world title holder mm, in WWE. Because exactly. there's been lots, of, there's been lots of world title holders, but there's only been one moment like that, yeah. you know. And I feel like that's so significant that ultimately, when we look back on Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, um, I don't think people are going to be like, oh man, you know, he should have won a world title because he he's still at the top. 
Yeah, and a lot of the wrestlers nowadays, they owe it to him and Kevin Nash that they really, they weren't the absolute first guys with guaranteed contracts, but they made it basically standard that if you were of a certain caliber, you were going to get a guaranteed yep. contract and you weren't just going to be getting paid from from event to event. So yeah, re- really revolutionary. Uh, Jordan, what about you, man? Do you got a, a favorite moment aside from the ones that uh, Marco and Chino already mentioned? So I'm actually not surprised nobody took this already, but I- I'm going to go with when they formed the NWO. Um, yeah. yep. I, that to me, man, I'll never forget that night. Like I just remember uh, sitting there watching it and just being so enthralled with TV and then it happened. And man, lo- <laughs> looking back on it, it's just like, dude, the NWO is arguably the greatest, like, faction ever i mean it's you can argue it at least you know yeah um, well, you can go to hell yeah <laughs> well yeah, we yeah other, that the other, other than hogan but yeah i mean th- that moment to me will always stick out um yeah like marco said him going to wcw but i mean that was only a month later and they were forming the nwo so yeah, yeah that, that's 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 it for me what would you guys take on uh if you could only have one scott hall or razor ramon what would you go with Ooh. Mm. Dang. that's tough i don't know I feel like he had better matches as Razor Ramon, but I feel like he yeah. had more impact in that's, wrestling. That's as just a product Scott of uh, WWE yeah. versus WCW. Dang. Yeah. yeah, I'd probably go Razor yeah. if I had to take it, just because that like '94 to '96 is that era I'm so nostalgic for. But yeah, Scott Hall was the coolest. Yeah, I think so. I was gonna say Scott Hall. If you on the cool meter, I think Scott Hall was just a smidge cooler than Razor Ramon. I think the lack of accent and just like you know what I mean, like fake accent and uh, just him being more himself was uh made him a little bit cooler so yeah i think scott hall's cooler than Razor. so sheena had the mania 10 ladder match is his best ever mm-hmm. i actually kind of prefer the SummerSlam 95 one with uh the rematch against sean I, I really love that match i feel like they took everything that was great about the one at wrestlemania 10 mm-hmm. and just cranked it up just a little bit it still wasn't as insane as the car crash ladder matches we see nowadays but but it was really really good um and that's a fun event if you go back and watch it just fast forward through the main event of uh of Diesel and Mabel. Uh, Jordan, what about you, man? You got a favorite Razor match aside from the two ladder matches against Sean? I mean, the WrestleMania 10 match is definitely the most remember one. Um, I'll go with, you know what? I'm going to go just to be different. I'll go Razor and, um, and the WrestleMania 10 one is just always coming back. I, I have to go to the WrestleMania 10 one. That is my favorite yeah. match. Nobody said nobody said the Rumble, Brett versus Razor. I mean, that was a good one, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like that was just like that was a really good like paint by numbers Bret Hart match. Razor wasn't really he really wasn't established at that point either. He was kind of just like the heel of the month, you know. Um that it was yeah, like I said, it was like a standard that match to me was like a house show main event, you know. It was nothing really crazy. Brett played all the hits and it ends up with, you know, him winning with the sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Um it is a really good match, though. Technically, it's a good match. I think one of the reasons it's hard to pick out anything for Razor besides the uh, the two ladder matches is he was just so consistent, right? Like he was he would like he was going to put out a four star match every single night. It was rare that he had like a five star that really stood out. Though yeah. I think it was just he was so smooth and so good in the ring that it's hard to pick out anything that really sticks out. Marco, mm-hmm. you got any other favorites? I would go. I mean, this. I mean, on that that uh the one that he had with Bret Hart that that was a uh, that was a title match too. So. I mean yeah. that was actually one of the rare occasions he got like uh like an actual title shot. Um yeah, I'm going to you know what I'm going to go with the uh, WCW one that's probably underrated. Um it, it him he faced uh, another title match or another title shot I should say. Uh Scott Hall versus Sting. Um Yeah, uncensored. Yep, uncensored 98. Um 
but like I said, yeah, one of his rare, match. yeah, one of his rare occasions where he got a yeah, like a world title shot. Um, I was gonna go with you know like a I was gonna go with Diesel Razor um, at uh, was it SummerSlam. SummerSlam '94, yeah, SummerSlam '94. But I mean, I wanted to go. And speaking of Sting, I mean, we owe we owe Scott Hall a lot to uh, you know the, having the Crow Sting come about. You know, he uh, he basically told Sting, like, <laughs> yeah. dude, you could be way cooler with less neon face paint and just, just like, hey, man, well, yeah, he said, seen, yeah. <laughs> have you seen? <laughs> yeah, no, you seen the Crow? crow? Have you seen the, the crow? crow? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yes. No. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. It's, like, like you said, like the dude's influential, man. I mean, just like I said, if you go back and. Just see all the posts and stuff like that, and all the different like media outlets, um, and just like the words of like you know, you know, sincerity across the board from everybody. You can tell he's definitely, you know, besides like the click members and stuff like that. Just everyone outside of that is you know super impacted by him, uh, by him passing. What do you guys think? Where does the razor's edge? come in as far as like finishers go. I love the race like, what do you guys? Yeah, it's an iconic move. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I think uh nowadays I don't think it works as good because we're so used to like finishers that are like more like in the last like ten or fifteen years it's gone to like quick like snap type yeah. finishers you can hit out of nowhere. Yeah. But I mean was, of the time. So, yeah. Of, obviously of the time it was awesome. Yeah. For nineteen ninety three it was crazy. He's got the awesome setup where you know he's got a bent over Puts the arms yeah. out, and then yeah, it looks it looks really really impressive. Just putting them up that high, and it's a really safe move too, you know. So yeah, I I think the uh, I mean it's iconic, you know. It's just a, a hell of a move. Like I still do the Razor's Edge to my son anytime we're wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for best match, I got another deep cut. So Brett and Razor also fought in the first round of the 1993 King of the Ring. Yep. It's the opening match of the mm, show. That was a good. I one. actually prefer that to the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, I think that one's a little. A it's, it's not. It's not a main event style match, but it's a really really fun. Like eight minute match. So definitely give that one a watch as well. Um, Jordan, what is your favorite Razor Ramon or Scott Hall figure? I'm gonna go with the new Legends one that just came out. Legends 12. I, I love that figure. I, I think it was, yeah. they did such a good job with it and. That was one I was definitely happy to get in hand, and it means a lot more now. So, yeah, I'd definitely yeah. go with that one. Marco? Man, um, I like the flashback. Like mini, man. Flashback. Flashback Razor Moon with the uh, – Oh, yeah. With the, with with the, the, um, with the tropical shirt. shirt. Yep, with the tropical yeah. shirt. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That's a, yeah, that's a super cool one. I'm going to go with the defining moments. I think just the signature purple mm. with the chains, the intercontinental title. Um, it's just a, it's just a classic, you know, like if you're only going to have one razor Ramon, I feel like that's the one. And yeah. that obviously the defining moments packaging was always super sick. Yeah. That was actually the uh, second elite that I ever got. Jordan got that. It's for the me. first razor We're Ramon to, uh, yeah, that Mattel made. 31. Yeah. First razor Ramon that they made. He didn't come into the line until they were about five years in 2015. Um, yeah, and I still think Razor is one of the most underrepresented guys in the line. Like, he's had a few basics, but as far as elites go, he's got the one in street gear, he's got one in his blue gear from the Legends line, and then in the, the pink purple gear from the Defining Moment. So, do we have a, a green Razor? No, no, there's no green did Razor. They do a, did, I thought we did there may be a, a basic, elite, but not an elite. Green elite razor. No, Maybe they not. need, yeah, and there's so many colorful attires yeah. that he had that they could do. The they baby do blue, the, uh, like the silver. They didn't do the pink one, right? Like, it's like, or like salmon. It was like kind of like a salmon color. The defining moments, I don't know. I, I think it's like pink, man. It's like a purple. It's like a purple. Pink. It's like yeah. a deep, yeah. it's not deep purple. Fuchsia. It's not, yeah. it's not the purple like the Hasbro. It's more of like that pink color that he yeah. wore because he had purple gear also. Yep. This is like, yeah. his, I think it's his pink, it's supposed to be his pink gear and it just came out. Like purple. A little bit, uh, purple. Yeah, yeah, a little bit darker than they wanted it to be. Um, I got an old school pick for uh, you know the sentimental value, the series one bone crunching action. 
I remember getting in that oh, figure yeah. and just being like, oh, this is so cool. Even though the vest is like molded on and stuff, man. I just, yeah. I loved, I, I played so much with those first few series of Bone Crunchers. And so that that's my sentimental pick. But dude's had a lot of figures. Really, aside from LJN and Galoop, he's had a figure in almost every single line that's been out there. It's pretty insane. Um, I'll, I'll shoot you guys the link. We'll put it up in the show notes. There's somebody on the WrestleFigs forums put together a really cool uh, like six minute documentary on every Scott Hall figure ever. Cause he's even got back in uh, the AWA Remco's there's big Scott Hall figures that you can find out there. If you want to go way back, you know, damn near 40 years ago. Um, and then obviously he had two Hasbro's. He was in Jack's BCA, Jack's classic superstars. He had uh, WCW toy biz. He was one of the vibrators in the original San Francisco <laughs> toy makers. So <laughs> Gordon, oh I know you probably love that figure, man. I, got, um, I always got that one with me every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys got a most wanted Scott Hall for me? I would, I would love to see, I think they, sh- it would be really cool to do an ultimate edition series and make both figures. him. just do one razor Ramon and one Scott Hall and let that be like, you know, series 16, or whatever of the ultimates. Um, That'd be I, cool. Yeah, I, I'll take any Razor Ramon gear. I don't really have any preference, but just any more colorful Razor gear, I'll, I'll buy it. I just want, I think, uh, like a Tom Selleck style AWA uh, <laughs> Razor Ramon <laughs> with the mustache, like 80s Razor Ramon. Yeah, uh, we've never got the Diamond Stud either from yeah. the early 90s in WCW. We've now got a Diamond Stud figure. That could be cool. Jordan, you got a most wanted Scott Hall? Dude, the I, I would really like to have the one where he debuted in WCW with the jean jacket and stuff on. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's cool. a good, that's, that's that's good drip. call. Yeah, yeah, that is a good call right that there. That may be worth hitting up uh, Mad Reaper for a custom. He did a really good job yeah. on our denim Bret Hart. Yeah, that, that, that would so, be a defining moment for sure. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised they haven't made that yet, man. Yeah, you're right, dude. That was such a, an incredible moment in wrestling. Like, it's it's well-deserved in figure form. Um, anybody got any closing thoughts on Scott Hall before we move on to the road to WrestleMania? No, just in general, uh, make sure you're telling your people how you feel about them, you know, uh, good or bad. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, if you, uh, you know, tell your people you love them, go see them, give them a call, give them a text. Uh, the world's been weird for the last few years. I feel like people are more distant than ever. Um, and if this shows you anything, it's just like life can change in an instant. So I'm not going to bring it down anymore. But uh, yeah, let's let's reconnect with some of our peeps. Yeah. All right. That got a little heavy after that. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's time for a drink. So I'll start it off. So again, like we mentioned at the top of the show, me and Sheena are moving in a few weeks and we're actually downsizing a little bit on the house. So we're getting rid of a bunch of stuff. If you've been following along in the Facebook group or on Instagram, you know, we're selling off a big chunk of the collection um, and just a lot of random shit around the house. Sheena's got non-wrestling collectibles, but like other stuff that people are just snapping up for whatever crazy reason. So yeah. We got like shipomania going on we after do. we, we get done like, recording tonight. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna basically gonna be like a, a, a postal office upstairs. Yeah. So with that in mind, I'm drinking a uh, Virgin Maker's Mark and Sprite right now. So um, <laughs> yeah, you can kind of do the math on that. Uh, Sheena, what are you drinking? Same. I'm going. I am sober, Sally. Tonight, I am drinking. My, mine's a little heavier than yours, but it's a, a peach Red Bull. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm drinking me a nice 12 ounce peach Red Bull, hoping that it will carry me through till. Uh, Shipomania is complete. Marco, what's your uh, what's your Red Bull flavor of choice? My Red Bull flavor. Um, I mean, tell a lot about a person. I like I like sugar free Red Bull. 
And then you can oh pay it to choose. God. Okay, weird. Yeah. Uh, listen, I have no no shade. I drink Drippy Rebel for years, and then I was like, you know, artificial sweeteners. I can't. I, yeah, I, can't, I just can't, can't stand the aftertaste. I like the thought of it, right? Because yeah, like sugar is obviously bad for you. You know, the less yeah, the less just, the better. Let's just look at this thing right here. You guys know me. I'm I, I consider myself pretty like uh you know nutritionally conscious as far as like the things that I like to do. This has got 38 grams of mm. sugar in <laughs> one. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I just I, I just can't do the uh I hate the aftertaste, man, of the sugar free stuff. But yeah. Can't do it. But hats off to you. So sugar free, that's your pick? Yeah, we'll go sugar free. Jordan, what's your Red Bull flavor of choice? Watermelon and it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I think now that Jordan said watermelon, I feel like we've discussed this before. Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. I think we watermelon's I think it's you know it's good. That, shout out to Scott Hall. It's too sweet for me, man. I like, yeah, the, I like uh, the watermelon too. I like I like the OG and the yellow, like the tropical. That's my two. I go back and forth too. Um Marco, what are you drinking tonight for the beverage break? Oh man, I have to go. I have to go back to the roots. I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't said this name in like ages. She, she will remember the early day, early hey, days of uh, of the, of the podcast. Uh, Lord Hobo, uh, going oh, back to man. the yeah, bringing the, the Lord back. Yeah, bringing the Lord, Lord Hobo, uh, right here in uh, the IPA, right? Yeah, right, five minutes yeah, away that, from my house. Yeah, so it's a double IPA. Actually. Double IPA. Yeah, it's called that one. That one low-key kind of like famous right like renowned and stuff yeah they're, right on that? they're pretty yeah they're, they're they're pretty much everywhere it's uh it's called the boom sauce double ipa it's 7.8 percent alcohol so uh speaking of speaking of vintage chick foley show uh beverage breaks um you know marco and i used to hit the uh the snoop dog wine pretty hard oh. our uh I will will stop recording right now. I just, so I was at the grocery store the other day, you know, and uh, I hadn't really walked through like the booze section in a while. So I was at the grocery store and now they have a Martha's shard. So they got, you know, uh, Martha Stewart right next to the Snoop Dogg uh, wine. She's got a Chardonnay and it's called Martha's shard. So it's, it's one of the 19 crimes as well. So I was tempted. I didn't do it though. Uh, uh, but maybe for the next beverage break, I'll be sipping on some some Martha Shaw. <laughs> no, no. Save us, Jordan. What are you drinking, man? Just so we're clear, two things. Every time that Marco and Sheena have talked about that and I wasn't on the show, I almost jerked my car off the road into a ditch. Like, it was just too much for me. And also, I thought the down moment was going to be Sheena talking about connect with your people, but Seth saying a virgin maker's mark officially ended the night. <laughs> What's wrong with the Virgin Makers and Sprite, man? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll save the night. I am drinking a Dope Juicy IPA is the name of it. It's from Zipline mm. Brewery in Lincoln, Nebraska. Hell yeah. Love we, a Juicy IPA. We love IPA. a good Juicy IPA around or here. If I can find a Juicy, a juicy Hazy IPA, They should just better. call it a Juicy. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to WrestleMania. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Gina's, Gina's bricking tonight, dude. She's like, she's like there, the dude that got enough to pinch, man. It's launching three pointers, dude. Yeah. You, you, got, you guys are you guys are worthless. There are people at home LOLing. Right Side now. of the back. Saying, oh, oh, that that's Sheena. She's yeah. so funny. Sheena's freaking uh, Ron Artest launching threes from the corners, bricking <laughs> off the side of the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, again, shout out to Scott Hall. Much love to all his family and close friends and just wrestling fans worldwide. Um, hopefully we get a mania here in the next few weeks that can kind of honor, uh, you know, his legacy and lives up to it. It's looking a little bit sketchy right now. Um, mm-hmm. We know we've been a little bit sparse on the recording over the last couple of weeks just because, dude, we all have full busy lives and it can be hard to, for us to get together on here. But we did want to touch in on the road to WrestleMania. We're setting about 12 days away from night one of the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. God. So we're going to have Sheena kind of just run down the match card and uh, 
and we'll just kind of chime in with kind of where we're at on the excitement level um, for these. What do we want to do? We want to do uh, one to five chicks. We want to bust out the how many chicks scale for this. Sure. All right. Let's do it. All right. So we're kicking off night one um, with Becky Lynch going up against Bianca Belair. This is a feud that's been, uh, you know, cranking up since SummerSlam, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I gave it two chicks, man. I wanted to see Becky and Ronda. Like, I feel like that's the match we yeah. everybody wanted back in 2019 and we didn't get it. And right. they're holding out hope that they're going to be able to do it next year. But, you know, shit happens, dude. Like, it's no guarantee that her or Ronda will will be around at Mania time next year for any number of reasons. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a good match. I imagine Bianca is going to finally get her sweet revenge from yeah, SummerSlam. I think so, too. But it's not moving the needle for me, man. So I'm, I'm going I'm going two chicks on this one. And I'm a big fan of both performers. All right. So um, next up, we've got... Uh, we want to let Jordan and Marco? Oh, I thought we, I thought I was going to do one each. I didn't know, oh, okay. we, I didn't know he's all going right, to run down bad. and give our opinions on each. Anybody else got any uh, any other opinions on Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch? Anybody have any anything that, you know, sure goes hope, against the grain? Sure hope I don't fall asleep during it. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a fi- I'm sure it'll be a fine match, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just not doing it for me. Um, all right, next up we got Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan oh Paul. Marco, God. what what do you think about this? This uh, I mean, what are we doing here? Probably, I mean, probably match of the weekend, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, I would it's, think uh, so. It's it's the it's the dark horse to steal the whole it's, weekend. It's uh, it's star studded. I mean, you have the uh, one of the. Yeah. I remember I I did kind of like Jinx. That because uh, remember before the last one we recorded, I said it was a rumor that one of the Paul brothers was going to be a part of the that match, but now it actually came true. So I'm kind of sad that I actually even brought that up and put that yeah, into the uh, ethers. Yeah, come up with some better rumors. Yeah, time, some better <laughs> rumors. You know, you know the things that we speak into the airwaves on this show uh, typically have a chance of uh, coming true. So let's um, let's let's do a little better. But so my yeah, my thing is I'm I'm hoping so anyone that any celebrity or pseudo celebrity that steps foot in the. Uh, in a WWE ring, they have to live up to the hype of uh, Bad Bunny. Um, so that's what I'm going to mainly be looking out for. I mean, obviously, I'm going to watch the match, but um, I'm going to be looking at. I'm going to be looking at the. Uh, is it Logan? Logan Paul, right? Logan Paul. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be watching. I mean, he he said somewhere that he you know he's not going to. He kind of like shit on Bad Bunny. He said I'm not going to move down there and you know dedicate my time to. You know, doing that. So he said, "I'm a natural athlete. I can pick this up pretty quick." So we'll see what we'll see what happens. I mean, I just hate that we have like three celebrity matches. in yeah. Mania weekend. Like, I mean, to me, if I were back there in the locker room and I show up, you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five, essentially, and then there's three spots on WrestleMania where they're just like bringing in little part time celebrities, I would be freaking pissed. Yeah, dude. and. To me, it's just like Mania used to be a bigger deal where it's like you had to earn your spot on Mania and not everybody gets on the Mania card. But now we've got like 18 hours of Mania and it's like... Got to fill it up. They got to fill it up and they're... Bring, it's just... This said. is going to be... This is going to be a slog, <laughs> you know? Um, so... That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, it's been since... Wrestle, remember we pointed out it's been since WrestleMania freaking 27 that it's been two full-timers main yeah. event in uh, WrestleMania. It's, in, it's insane that they do this every year. But I mean... 
WrestleMania but keeps it's getting, getting bigger and bigger. So but I it's guess getting it works. more. Yeah, it's getting it's getting bigger and bigger. And guess what? There's still like twenty thousand seats each night that are still yet to be sold. So yeah, but that still means that they sold one hundred and sixty thousand tickets to WrestleMania. Like, but uh, so here, so here's go, another so. thing. I was yeah, I was uh, yeah, WrestleMania. <laughs> I was uh, listening to another show and they were talking about how like people literally just buy it buy tickets because it's like Mania weekend now. Oh, like yeah. you used to buy you used to buy tickets based on the matches. Like oh man, like this match is going to be so dope like i gotta be at wrestlemania to see this big feud payoff and it's, now it's just like it's, the it's like going Bowl. to the circus there's, yeah, a, the there's a there is a huge chunk of the audience for wrestlemania that that's the only time they watch wrestling every year right yeah. like they're not like us watch every week like it's like you know that's just kind of their thing they know it's going to be a crazy show it almost always entertains and the stories are usually easy enough to get into um that you know you can watch the video package you know exactly what's going on there's a ton of people that that's the one night or i guess two the nights one now. night a year <laughs> yeah that's the two nights out of the year that they're gonna sit down and watch wrestling and wwe knows that and that's who they're catering to like the you're 100 right the brand sells itself think about it half the time tickets go on sale before right. you even have a match announced um yeah yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, I think the Mysterios are taking this one. Marco, one to five chicks. What are you giving this match? Um, but you know what? Well, dang, I don't want to. It's Rey Mysterio, though. That's the other thing too. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. You know, besmirch the name of the Mysterios. I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two. I'll go two and a half. We'll go two and a half because I. Uh, you know, I think they'll. On. I mean, I'm trying to save her, save it because it's Mysterio, but it is. Yeah, the it's going to be, too. it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be lame. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, have, we, right. have we ever had, so have, have we ever had a negative chick uh, rating? Cause uh, this, is it. It. this is <laughs> it. This is it. This is about a negative five for me. Uh, oh, we got, we got the Miz, who I really don't give a shit about anymore. We got Logan well, Paul, who I really don't care definitely about. Definitely don't give a shit And then we got out. Dominic Mysterio, who I am on about the furthest side of the fence from caring about. And then we got 50-year-old yeah. Ray Ray. Man, this you know is what really the ma- You know what the match would have been? Dude, if you take away the Miz and you take away Logan Paul and give me Dominic versus Ray, okay, maybe I'm in. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that that's a WrestleMania caliber match, even though I don't think Dom is like, you know, a WrestleMania star-studded superstar. I feel like... It's at least interesting, right? Well, and there's at Ray least a story like there. Santos Escobar, something like that. You know, call somebody up. Like, yeah. let's give this, let's give Ray something meaningful, man. Something that yeah. we'll remember on. People were going to forget about this match a week after it happens. They're like, going to forget about it five minutes. Most people won't even see it because they'll be pissing and getting popcorn. I already forgot you know? about it and it hasn't happened yeah. yet. <laughs> exactly. The only, yeah. So, all right, Jordan, another, um, you know, five star classic is going to be drew mcintyre versus happy corbin with mad cat moss uh so (sighs) yeah how is this on mania and not a five minute match on i can't like yeah as i'm reading the mania as i'm reading the mania card i'm just looking at this this we literally just came out of ray mysterio dominic mysterio and logan paul and then now we're at Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, and Happy. So are you, are you reading just night one right now, Sheena? This yeah. is just night one. These are the first three oh matches that are God. that are. I am going to be asleep by the halfway point of this. There's no doubt. Yeah. Remember, you got two and a half hours of stand and deliver that afternoon before this even comes on. Exactly. And then I got I, at two this and point. I think just swap it, man. Yeah. Put Mania in the afternoon. Put stand and deliver at night. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Clearly, we're we're not watching. We're, we're this is a Monday. We're not watching Raw right now, so we don't know what else has been announced for for this. So we're just going off of what's listed on Wikipedia as of right now. So, what's your rating for Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, 
Jordan. I, I am incredibly depressed that Drew McIntyre is wrestling Happy Corbin at Mania a year, a year after he was wrestling for the title. This is horrible. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, Drew I Drew had to peak during the pandemic, and now this. I can't negative rate Drew, but I'll go a half a chick. Okay. Yeah, Drew was, think about what a fall over the last year. No fault of his own. But yeah, he went from being the first person to get an entrance in front of the live crowd at Mania all of us were like openly like cussing WWE for having Bobby Lashley go over him in that championship match. To now he's fighting Baron freaking Corbin, man. Yeah, like, yeah, not good. Pretty bad. We'll move on. Uh, I want to belabor how horrible this is going to be uh, any longer. So, taking a, a smidge of a step up, we got the Usos versus um, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Titles. So. I feel like the Uso should be doing something so much better than this. Man. I mean, they were like, like I, hitched to Roman. Like, I, why? Yeah, I like I better? like Shinsuke and Rick Boogs as as an act. Like, they're they're really fun. Um, I feel like we shouldn't see the Usos until Roman comes out. You know, I suppose that this is night one. It could work out. You know, they do this on night one, then come out with Roman on night two. But I want to see the Usos going up against the Street Profits, man, or even going up against Alpha Academy. You know, not to. I know it's beating a dead horse, but like put all the tag teams on one show because the Usos, they deserve to be in something better than this, man. Um, I just I would love to see them in like, you know, a tag team classic like we see AEW put on. I know that's not WWE's business, but again, I just, you know, I would rather them see have a serious match to see like who is the best tag team in the world instead of going up against a comedy act, a really good comedy act. Don't get me wrong. I, I love what Shinsuke and Rick Boogs are doing, but I'd rather book the Usos with somebody like else. Like you said, so. this this would be like a, you know, decent card for a night of SmackDown. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like this would be, like this, what we've experienced so far, this would be a decent, a decent SmackDown show. Yeah, so I'll go, I'll go two stars on that just because I know everybody in that match is super talented, so I know yeah. they'll make it work, but again, it just, it doesn't scream WrestleMania to me. All right. And our final match that we have announced for night one so far is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. This has been, you know, bubbling up since 2018. So it's been a long time coming for, uh, you know, the baddest bitch on the planet to go against the queen. So what I'm going to, as our resident women's wrestling fan, I'm going to throw this to Jordan. So Jordan, what do you, what do you rate this one? Dude, I know I'm supposed to be excited for this. I really do. But you guys said at the beginning, I would have been much more excited if this was Becky and Ronda. I don't know, man. I have seen every segment they've done since Royal Rumble between these two, and it is not giving me main event vibes at all. It's giving me, like, opening match of uh, the pre-show vibes to me. Mm. I don't know, man. This is just not doing it for me. I guess if I have to give it a rating, I mean, it it is the main event of night one, so I'll go two stars, two chicks. I Man, dude, night one is bad to me. I, I so don't know. Two, rumor, two, two and a half is the highest we got, and that was Marco giving Rey Mysterio two yeah. and a half stars. So <laughs> the rumor uh, I've been hearing is that Austin yeah, and KO are actually going to close the show on night one. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still holding out hope that ends up being a match. Man, they've booked it so much, like it's going to be a match. I feel like, I feel like they almost got to do something. Maybe they make it an impromptu, a la like Rock and and yeah. Eric Rowan yeah. at yeah. Uh, Mania a two, one minute like match. That. Yeah, so they put yeah, yeah, so they're putting both women's matches on night one. Yeah, which, which is, is kind of, ridiculous. Which is crazy. So absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but real quick, I want to interject, and um, since we're talking about Kevin Owens and Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I get, I did get to watch the top of Raw tonight, yeah. and they opened with Stone Cold Steve Austin's music, and the crowd 
lost their freaking oh, mind. Course. And I was like, oh, like holy crap. Over like Rover. Here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Kevin Owens comes out in full, like, you know, bald cap and everything. Uh, <laughs> it was good. Cosplay. Yeah. The crowd was so pissed off. And so he's out there cutting his promo. And then in the middle of his promo, the music hits again and the crowd loses their mind again. And he got him again. So I was like, oh man, that was really good. I, I was, I was highly entertained by that segment, even though I'm really kind of skeptical and holding out hope for this, for this match. I did like that. Uh, thing he did on raw tonight hats off to ko also for basically single-handedly building, uh, building this, this match yeah. you know we saw ray wyatt and john cena both do it in their wrestlemania matches with the undertaker it takes it takes a talented person to come out there each week and still be able to keep the heat going without somebody to play off of yeah, yeah. i'm looking forward to seeing what they do i have no doubt i know stone cold takes so much pride in his work that whatever it ends up being i know it's going to be good because i don't think that he would show up for something if he thought it was going to be lame. Um, maybe we'll see him on Raw next week, or maybe they're just going to save it for Mania to get that actual, get that big pop. Yeah. All right. That is, that wraps up night one. Um, let's move on to night two. And see I feel if, like they uh, need to have Seth and Cody happen on that too. Maybe maybe Seth comes out to set it up, and they set it up for night two on night one, but they got to have something else added to night one, mm-hmm. man. I don't really know what's out there that they could even do, but – and I still don't really see them like playing with the two night format. You know what I mean? I feel like that's such a waste. I feel like there's stuff that they could do to really make it feel special and tie the two nights together. But mm-hmm. as it stands now, it's just one big card split down the middle, man. Um, yeah, it's just basically two separate shows. Yeah, like, yeah. cool. I feel like there's some cool stuff that they could do. Um, you know, have have the Andre Battle Royal on night one, and the winner gets a shot at you know the Intercontinental Championship or something like that. Like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's go on to night two. All right, so. Um, the only women's match that we have on night two is uh, the tag champs, Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. So basically just a big female scrum um, for the WWE Women's Tag Championships. So, Marco, what's your take on this one? Oh, man, you give me this match? Jeez, thanks. Thanks a lot. I, no, uh, <laughs> I thought you could break it down. You know, I thought you maybe... Uh, You're generally the most... Positive of the of the of here, man. True, so that's give- true. Um, you know what? I'm gonna. I mean, there's a lot of talent in this in this match. You've lived. There yeah. is a lot of talent. Yeah, in this definitely match. a lot of talent. Um, so but you know what? I'm gonna. I've I've been the only one giving like high marks. I'm gonna give this a. I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna go three for this match. What? I think so why don't we have like Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler instead of well, freaking? You're gonna get all those like little or, matches in between know, like this match. I think Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. You yeah, know? I, actually. I'm going to not talk shit about Johnny. Johnny's done a good job promoting WrestleMania. That's actually so, low-key been like the best built match asides from. Yeah, yeah no, it's awesome. But, you know, yeah. the other thing, too, is like the the women have always like put on like the best matches on for the most part on on, on like the past. Like that Elimination Chamber match um, mm-hmm. was like that was probably the best match of that pay-per-view. So when you put all of them together, uh, that's why I'm giving it such a high mark. Cause I think it, I think it is oh, going to yeah. be good. It's going to be action packed. Yeah. They, yeah. They're going to definitely do it. I mean, they're going to, they're going to go out there with something to prove. Cause they're all put into this one match. They're not having singles matches, you know, they're all throwing yeah. it together. So, this you know, is, this is their mania moment. Yeah. And they're slapping their tag teams too. Exactly. Like. See, to me, that's the bigger problem. It's like, there's so much talent here, but like none of the, there's not even a single tag team here that is a legitimate tag. Well, exactly. You know, you need to put some respect on it. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan did come out and say that their official tag name is live for brutality. So at least they got a name. That's pretty that's cool. Something. Yeah. yeah. It's something. 
Maybe they'll have matching gear at Mania. Really <laughs> oh, I off. hope so. I've, I've said the standard pretty low. If you got a name and you got matching gear, I mean, look at the Dirty Dogs. Look at, you know. Yeah, but are they going to, are they going to like have, they don't even have, I feel like as a tag team, you have to have unified music. I don't care. The gear doesn't have to be yep. matching. No, I agree. The freaking, you don't have to have like a, a hardcore name, even though I really do like a named tag team. But the music is where it's at. When you enter, you enter as a team. You don't enter one and then they cut it off halfway through your music and then play the other person's no, I music. Think, I think you should raise your standards up. To be a true team, you got to have a name. You got to have a combined entrance. You do got to have matching or at least complementary gear. Complementary gear. And you got yeah. to have a finisher. What happened to tag team finishers? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Tag I team think, finishers. Yeah. I think New, is it New Day like the, oh, well, the Usos do, but the New Day have that. They have a finisher. Um, yeah, New Day's got the Midnight Hour. Yeah. I mean, Uso kind of got the they double, got a few. They got the stereo splash. Yeah. Stereo splashes. The splashes. Yeah. They do the Tequila Sunrise submission sometime. I mean, Usos are solid, but yeah, the te- I mean, think about but back I mean, in the, the day. The thing dude, is, you is had- like we're talking about, we're talking about uh, New Day and Usos, who have literally been the top tag teams yeah, in WWE yeah. since the like women- two thousand. 13. The women really don't. I can't remember a women's tag team finisher, man. They like, you know, think about the classics. You, know, you had the heart attack, you had power and glory doing the power plex, the freaking doomsday device. Yeah. You know, there's so many, man. So yeah, that, uh, what did you, uh, you gave it three stars? Yeah, well, I'm going to go, we're going to go three. I'm going to, I'm going to give the, I'm going to be the positive, positive Pete on this one. No, I think you're right. I think that match yeah. can be really entertaining, even though the build. Yeah, I'm whatever. not mad at any of the people in it. I think they're all good, but yeah, I just hate that they're all just slapped together ragtag tag teams. All right, Seth, you were talking about Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Uh, how many chicks you give in this match? I mean, hopefully we get to see some kind of crazy bump. Um, I don't know. I'll go two and a half just because I know what's what's put in front of my eyeballs is going to be entertaining. But I would just much rather see something else, man. Like, just think yeah. of all the people on the roster. Think of all the people that have been released over the last year. There are so yeah. many compelling wrestling matches Keith that Lee, you could have put on. Freak. Keith Lee, freaking Bray Wyatt, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody, you know, or even just going off the guys that are on the roster right now, man. Like Everyone's favorite, Adam Cole. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, it's the biggest wrestling show of the year. Like it, it just is. It's still bigger than Wrestle Kingdom. It's bigger than any of the AEW shows. And I just wish I was getting a true wrestling match um, yeah. with a story instead of you know Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. So I'll give it two and a half, just because I know it's I know it'll at least be entertaining. But I would rather uh, I would rather see some professional wrestling than sports entertainment at WrestleMania. Uh, speaking of sports entertainment, next up on the card, we have Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Um, Pat McAfee can go in the ring, but I still just, I mean, this is not, uh, this is not a mania caliber match for me. Um, Jordan, Jordan, what say you, how many chicks? I love Pat McAfee, like absolutely love him. But like Seth said about Johnny Knoxville, this should not be a mania match. Dude. Austin Theory is literally the most worthless person on this card. Like, let's be honest here. I, I, I don't know. Eric Wrestler 3, dude. Yeah, like, he he's is. one of the random jobbers that's on, like, give you 2K how season. How did mode. Austin Theory, of all people, get get the Vince McMahon machine? I, like, I he cannot. Is. I think it's because he's polished, dude. He I think it's because he said, yeah, he's just, uh, you know, he is generic creator wrestler number three. So he's just like a little ball of clay. He's, he's not, legit. he's totally smooth in the ring. Like yeah. he could do, get him to whatever. He's legit like John Cena and Randy Orton, like yeah. together, like mash. If you put them together, like mash them into one person. I mean, let's reel it back in here. Are hey, we really uh, comparing? Austin no, I think, no, 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 I know. I'm not comparing skill wise. 
far as like the template, right? The like template. if you were making the look, you know, to quote JBL, if you're making these guys in a lab, like yeah, he's yeah. like God, he's one of the geez. models from. But I think he, I don't think he's got that spark that Cena and Randy Orton had to oh, no, take it above. It's falling flat so far. Gotcha. Um, but so yeah, you're saying like Randy Orton him. and then they're like the runway, like the couture version, and then you got freaking Austin Theory who's like the H and M. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's he's gonna be big though. If, if he has Vince McMahon's like. He, he's gonna he's gonna be pushed to the moon. So you guys just gotta get used to seeing him constantly. I mean, there's no other way around we will, it. We don't. Yeah, we have a choice. Yeah. We'll, we'll see him. So <laughs> I'll give it. Right. I'll give it two because of Pat McAfee. Two because of Pat McAfee. All right. So next up, um, we're gonna give you a little bit more of a compelling match, Marco. This time, what about Edge versus AJ Styles? Oh boy, or Seth Rollins or Seth Rollins. It's not. He's not facing Seth Rollins. This is. This is like an ongoing thing where Seth Rollins tries to get into WrestleMania <laughs> and he loses. We know we know the outcome. He's losing to AJ Styles. It's not not a thing. But uh, yeah, no. This match. This is going to be probably the highest. It's going to be five. It's going to be five stars. I mean, there's no other. There's going to be five five chicks. There's no other way around yeah. it. It's not going to be bad. There's no way it can be bad yeah. unless someone gets injured early in the match or something like that. Someone breaks something and then they have to like kind of scramble around. But other than that, no. It's going to be. It's yeah. gonna live up to the hype, definitely. This is this is one of the dream matches for a lot of a lot of people. And you have full heel edge mode coming in to into the match. So there's like a clear, significant baby face and heel. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be like the crowd, you know, going one way or the other. I mean, they still might cheer for Edge. That's gonna happen because it is Edge. But you know, if he keeps on playing the way he is uh, with his promos and you know, kind of like digging into the crowd more, yeah, he can definitely uh, pull it off as like a major heel. And I can't. I, I've been waiting to see like heel Edge. Um, first and foremost, since his return, so I'm kind of glad that he's uh, going this route against AJ Styles. So, yeah, this is one of the last real dream matches that's out there too. These yeah, guys have never faced. Um, Edge has always talked about what a big admirer of AJ he is, and AJ's talked about how much he wants this match. So I think both guys are going to have their working boots on, and yep, yeah, definitely, this is going to be a strong contender for the match of the weekend. I think. Yep. All right, uh, RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. <sighs> Jordan, what you got on this triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team ch- Titles? Dude. How many, how many chicks? <sighs> Randy Orton and Riddle. I mean, first of all, Randy Orton is in a tag team throwaway match, just so we're clear, like on yeah. WrestleMania. That's yeah, I mean, so I'm not I'm not mad at that. I, I wish it was just like straight up tag team match, like not a triple threat. I want to see him and Matt Riddle one on one. I feel like that would be so compelling. Yeah, yeah, Randy Orton, somehow he's he's on whatever Tom Brady's on. I think that's what Randy Orton's on because he's somehow like better now than he's been. He's getting that oxygenated blood. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say, dude. We had the clear cut match would have been Orton and Riddle, and mm-hmm. instead we get him in this match. Like I. I just don't yeah, get they've, it, had, they've had enough time to break up RK Bro, and I feel like they've they've been so good that it really would have been impactful. They've made RK Bro I think a they're thing so that, over, man. that people yeah. love them. If they broke up, people would have really been like you know enthralled to like what was to come next. So I mean, I think, aside from Roman and Brock, I think RK Bro is probably the number three act in WWE right now. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. I agree, definitely. but I just I don't know why they're in there with freaking. Like Otis and Chad yeah. Gable, like Street Profits. I can get down with the Street Profits for, versus RK Bro for, yeah. for a minute. I've already seen all these guys so many times on Raw. Yeah, know? we have because they're the only tag teams. They're not bringing up any more tag teams. They're like, well, this is our finite number of tag teams. You guys got to fight for eternity. Yeah. 
in my mind, I think in my mind, like Randy Orton and Matt Riddle was penciled in for Mania. And like when it got time to like hit the switch to Mm -hmm. kick off that storyline, somebody was just like, wait, what are we doing? Why are we breaking these guys up? Like, let's keep this thing, you know, let's get some more merch. Milk this thing for all it's worth. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're trying to sell all those RK Bro shirts during Mania weekend, dude. That's yeah, they're way too over. My my thing about it was, I thought it was just going to be the Street Profits and RK Bro, like a one on one, not one on one. Yeah, I would would be there for that. But just throwing in the Alpha Academy kind of like ruins it. They're kind of like leading, you know, leading towards the Street Profits, like turning heel. I'm not sure if you seen last week. Um, They like Montez Ford is kind of like you know leading towards the heel side of uh, side of things. So. I was kind of like interested to see. I would love to see. I would love to see a heel street. If they come up short in one of our big story turns coming out of Mania as Montez Ford as a heel, I would love that. I think think Montez Ford could go like next level as a heel. Yeah, it wasn't really. um, Yeah, they. I mean, they they both weren't really going heels. More Montez Ford, kind of like last week. Kind of doing it, but you know, I was like, "Oh, yeah, maybe that'll be his, uh, you know, his turn to like break away from Dawkins." Yeah. And yeah, uh, that was how Sean and Marty Jannetty broke up. You know, they, Sean was kind of slowly turning to the dark side. Man. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that, yeah. It's kind of they kind of ruined that. I mean, I was I was hyped for that uh, that tag team match, but just throwing an Alpha Academy, I think, kind of yeah. He gets, it. Like, the powers get into his head, dude. He he's married to a WrestleMania, you know, main eventer and Bianca Belair, yeah. and uh, you know, he's he's had his Mania moments. He wants so that he's taste. Just, He's on a freaking power trip, dude. So he don't need Dawkins no more. She's you know? fantasy booking the whole storyline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, a dream match that we've never seen before. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus <laughs> Roman Reigns. For- third time we've ever, uh, third time that we've seen this match main event mania. It's uh, it's pretty rare company. I'm not sure if anybody's ever one-on-one main evented three manias against each other. I know Austin and Rock did it twice. The third time it wasn't the main event. Yeah. Um, Austin, Cena, and Rock did it twice. Yeah, I think this might be. I, I have to double check, but it, I think this is the first time we've ever had a match main event ma- WrestleMania three times. Um, you got to get the full title in there. You know, it's winner takes all, best biggest match in WrestleMania history. So I don't know who the agent laying out this match is, but I know they got to have some big stuff planned. As much as they've been hyping this up, I mean, I wouldn't call this Mania a one match show, but it almost feels like that with how much focus has been put on Roman and Brock, and mm-hmm. we're literally unifying the titles. It says right there on like the match graphic, yep. biggest match ever. Um, they stupendous. put on a they put on a banger at Crown Jewel, man. Like I really loved their match at Crown Jewel. It was almost as good as the first one back at WrestleMania 31. Um, so I don't know what they're gonna do to top it. I don't really know who. I think my gut's telling me Roman's gonna walk away as the winner, but. Brock is as over as a babyface has been in mm. WWE in a long, long time. Um, and the build's been solid. Yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens when the bell rings. And I hope that we see something that we haven't seen from these guys yet, which uh, I know should be pretty tough. But, you know, they're both kind of almost Brock's similar, working a similar style to what he's done the last few years. But he is mixing it up a little bit more. And Roman's working almost a totally different style from what he did back in their earlier matches at WrestleMania 31 and WrestleMania 34. So, We'll see. I'm I'm excited. I mean, yeah, a fresh matchup would have been cool, but you know, it's hard to argue that these are the two most compelling guys in wrestling right now. Uh, what, what do you guys think? I agree. Yeah, I, I, everything you just said, I 100% agree with. I mean, is it the most exciting match ever? No, um, but it, it's hard to argue that these are the two biggest stars in wrestling right now. Yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah. Who who else would you put from the card in the main main event of night two of WrestleMania? Like. Seth Rollins. I mean, but really, I mean, 
put Seth Rollins in there right now. You know? I think you could always heat Seth up to uh, get back in the main event. Like I mean, you always can, you always that. can, but I just feel like you know. I think, that, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm sharing the same sentiments as what she is going to say, but I think it, it's, it's going to take a while to heat Seth Rollins up to where Seth uh, to where Roman and Brock is right now when it comes to like that that like star power. Um, yeah. For me, anyway, I mean. It'll take it. It'll take a. It'll take a while because I mean, obviously, he's been kind of like in the mix, but not you know the full capability of the company hasn't been behind him like right. like right. it is with Roman and Brock. So it, I think it definitely would take a while for you know because I mean they're gonna have to consider doing it after. I'm, I'm not sure what you know Brock like what his contract looks like after this. And well, um, I mean, we've seen <clears throat> we've seen Brock win the title and then just go off TV before. It's yeah, not he's a, yeah. That's not that's not new. All right, real quick, I want to say like one, we're going to do our full predictions at a later date, but um, just real quick, who do you think is winning this? Uh, Jordan, Brock, or Roman? Man, it's really hard to go against Roman, but dude, like Seth said, it, when was the last time a baby face face was over like this? Dude, Brock is so over right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Cowboy hat does it for me. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but I'll still go Roman just because he's not going to lose. It's right. been it's been at least since Becky in 2019, man. Yeah, yeah. Marco, yeah. Uh, Roman or Brock? Uh, it's Roman. Roman, Seth. Yeah. yeah, Roman. Brock Lesnar will acknowledge the tribal chief. Roman will stand tall with both belts. Yep. Yeah, I'm kind of going with uh, I'm kind of going Roman Reigns too. Like I said before, I haven't I haven't picked against Roman this whole time. One day it's going to bite me in the ass, I know, but it's really hard to pick against Roman Reigns at this point. It would, it's kind of silly, even though, you know, he, this is his most uh, formidable opponent for, so, you know, I think Seth is, if Roman is this generation's John Cena, I think Seth is selling into like the Randy Orton role. Like he's always going to be like one a, that they know they can push up to like the championship level if they need to. Yeah. Just straight up consistent, no matter what. I think, I feel like that's where he's going to end up being. And it's been a while since he's really, I mean, it's, we're going on over three years since he was world champ at this point. Um, that does it, huh? Yeah, that we wraps got, up. That we'll, wraps we'll do up. a quick bonus one, Sheen. How many chicks uh, are you excited for Seth and Cody? I think it's pretty much a done deal. We're going to see that match in some form. I mean, the 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 shield part of me wants to be like you know one match and just piss off our friends over at the Turnbuckle Tavern, you know. Uh, but one uh, chick. What one chick? Yeah, one chick. Uh, but uh, the real part of me thinks like it would still be a good match. You know, I think uh, I would give it. I'd probably give it three and a half chicks. I would have Seth, you know, hit him with like a cheap super kick to start it and then curb stomp him and pin him in like 30 seconds. And it just makes Cody just go insane. And then he comes back the next night on Raw as the one and only Stardust. <laughs> Sends him back in time. Yeah, so Cody, better hope none of the our, our WWE uh, corporate fans are listening <laughs> on this, man. Take that idea. We, we want Stardust, though. I'm getting that chant started. If, we're, if, he's just, if he's at SummerSlam... Best believe we're getting a We Want Stardust chant going from the Foley fam section of the audience. So everybody be ready to go with that. I may I may get a big old like uh, fat head of uh, Stardust and just hold it up for Cody's entire match, man. Wow. Um, I think that about does it for this episode of the Chick Foley Show. Um, Sheena, remind everyone where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam and all the fun happenings over there at Chick Foley Show. Dot com. Most importantly, follow all of our friends and podcast brothers over at the Pod Foundation. And it's time for trivia, right? Yep. And so 
Jordan came up short last week uh, trying to take down the king. Marco, you're in the hot seat, man. Oh, boy. Sheena has got a question randomly selected. All right. Hit it. At the 1993 SummerSlam, who was Ted DiBiase's opponent? Oh, my God. Was it? Oh, Razor Ramon. Did you Google that? No. That sounded like Google. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I was just, I was, I was actually. Because it, it's a Razor Ramon episode. Why wouldn't it be Razor Ramon? That was kind of like a giveaway. Let me uh, let me tell you how crazy this is. So I mean, we're going to let you guys in on a little a little secret. So I pulled this card from the deck. Like I just like literally pull a card randomly from the middle of the deck. And Seth uses random.org because there's four que- or five questions on each card. And we do use random.org to select which question I'm going to ask. And the answer to the question was Razor Ramon on the Razor Ramon Memorial I thought, episode. I thought you picked it earlier because it's a Razor Ramon no, episode. I literally, so <laughs> before, you, before you got on the call, me and Seth and Jordan were on here as I was picking it, and I was like, holy shit. And they're like, read the question. And I read them the question, and we were all just like, wow, dude. Like, that's that's really strange how that, uh, how that worked out. But yeah, you know. Lord works in mysterious ways. Praise be to he that our final... <laughs> Final words it's it's the power of Scott Hall beaming down on us right now. Right. Just uh, He gave me Service. that answer. Hell yeah. All right, so we're going to hit a little bit of uh, Scott Hall's TNA theme to let it right out this week. For those who don't know uh, or didn't pick it up on it, we had the Razor theme for the beverage break, and we used the instrumental of the Fuji's Ready or Not for the intro this week. That was uh, Scott Hall's theme song of choice at uh, house shows and in ECW in Japan and stuff. So that's why I went with that one. Uh, Jordan, you got any closing thoughts for us this week? Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Long live. <laughs>